Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Marnie's Friends, the online training show where experts share insights into aspects of life and leadership that take you from surviving to thriving ASAP. Right now, you are about to discover practical, doable success strategies to shorten your learning curve, increase your productivity, and skyrocket your delight in life. Be sure to thank today's guest by sharing this program via your favorite social media outlets and swing by Marnie.com and give me a shout out too. Now let's get going with today's episode of Marnie's Friends. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Marnie and we are excited to have you with us this afternoon for a program on love, intimacy, and devotion, some secrets to passionate partnership. During this hour with our special guest today, Valerie Green, you're going to discover the secret of lasting passion, how to mesmerize man by tapping into the power of your feminine energy, the key difference between being empowered in your feminine and being subservient, the mindset shift women need to make to attract, reignite, and sustain lasting love, and so much more. Valerie Green, our guest today, is a unique relationship mentor who helps women attract, reignite, and sustain lasting love. She holds numerous certifications in coaching, NLP, and emotional healing, and has a global following. And you can learn more about her at her website, CoachValerieGreen.com. I'm going to spell it for you right now. Valerie is V-A-L-E-R-I-E, and Green is G-R-E-E-N-E. Welcome to you, Valerie. Hello, and thank you, Marnie, so much for that wonderful introduction. I'm so excited to be here. Well, I'm excited to have you, and this is such a great topic. You know, um, all year long, everybody who's in a relationship or wants to be in a better relationship has questions about how do I take it from where I am today to closer to where I want it to be, and how did you ever get involved in being a relationship coach? Well, yeah, that's an excellent question. Um, relationships have always been something that I was passionate about. Um, Although in my 20s, I made so many mistakes because I grew up in the early 80s and it was kind of, you know, the height of when we were taught in our culture that men and women were the same. And so I just sort of treated my boyfriends in my 20s the way I would treat my girlfriends. And, you know, I was kind of scared of being controlled. uh, So I would pick men that would be more easygoing and sort of didn't mind me making all the plans or the rules or, you know, leading, managing. But then eventually he would become distant and, you know, kind of seem lazy. And I I would kind of get overburdened and demand what my needs were. um, And that would push him away and we'd start fighting. And I got caught in that um, cycle in my 20s and I was really frustrated and you know that's how a lot of women are that I work with now and so that really started me on a transformational journey about how to have a truly connected and fulfilling relationship which took years of practice I did my first coaching training 12 years ago so I practiced this both in my relationships as well as with my clients for the past 12 years and my biggest shift came a few years ago my current partner and I were caught in a similar cycle and I really dedicated myself to walking my talk and I studied with some of the world's top relationship experts and I really learned how to speak to myself in more loving ways, to give myself Mm. unconditional love and compassion and to really learn how to transform my emotions into a deeper clarity about what I was needing and then how to really speak from my heart with him instead of my mind. Um, mm. And, you know, when I really learn how to tap into my inner wisdom and speak from my heart, it's like that just completely transformed how he showed up with me. And mm. all of a sudden he started being inspired to do more and to take more leadership and to give me more support and to want to be more romantic and to plan more romantic dates together and I was just shocked that it seemed like these simple mindset shifts and ways of relating to myself differently had such a strong effect but again and again when I shared those tools with my clients they would have the same breakthroughs where their husbands or boyfriends would start 
giving them more support and, you know, not having to be asked to do things but actually take more initiative and, you know, send them sweet little gifts or texts to say that I miss you and I love you. And it's just amazing that these simple shifts helped not just me but all the clients that I was working with. And so I created a system over the past few years around these simple mindset shifts and practices that women can do to be able to inspire the man in your life to deeper intimacy. And, and what I mean by intimacy is into me see and where he really gets touched and moved and inspired on an emotional level, which is what motivates men to step up and start being more loving and affectionate and romantic. So I'm just excited to be able to share these secrets with the women on this call. That's awesome. So let's just start dive right in with the secret of lasting passion because we're all dying to know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And um, so I'm going to talk about the mindset shift first because um, it really is a way of looking at things differently. Um, and there's a few mindset shifts that I want to share. But I would say that the biggest secret is really learning how to embody our feminine energy. And so I'll explain what that means because most of us sort of have this idea of femininity as being subservient or passive. And so I want to talk more about that because it's not about that at all. Um, but basically, sorry. No, I was just saying great. So, yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so I'll kind of talk about what masculine energy and feminine energy is at least in my own experience. And it's not about gender. It's not about sexual orientation. Both men and women have masculine and feminine energies, and we actually need to use both as we go through our day. Um, so just I'll describe masculine energy and feminine energy, and you can kind of get a feel for them. So masculine energy is things like strategizing, planning, managing, making decisions, getting, accomplishing goals, analyzing, solving problems, and providing. So when we're at work, and even now when I'm doing this interview, I'm in my masculine energy because I have a specific goal to communicate these concepts effectively. And women need to be in our masculine energy. But what, what I think a lot of women and men, too, can use is a little bit more of choice around when we use our feminine energy. So feminine energy is things like feeling our feelings with unconditional love and acceptance, just receiving and really allowing ourselves to be receptive and letting ourselves be fully impacted by what we're receiving, really in getting in touch with our intuition and learning to hear and listen to our intuition, this sense of just being that we can have when we're watching a beautiful sunset or a painting or, or, you know, just like taking in our surroundings and also following in the sense of collaborating, which I'll talk about in a little bit. And so as we can see, those um, ways of being are just not as encouraged in our culture. And so what happens is that um, passion is actually caused by one partner being in their masculine energy and the other partner being in their feminine energy. And then passion kind of flows. You can feel it as like an electricity that flows between the two people when one is really in their masculine and the other is in their feminine, like the arc of polarity that you can feel or that you can, that works inside of a battery that where the energy flows between two opposite poles. And so the key to having more passion, if you're with a more masculine man, some men are more feminine and some women are more masculine and that's great. And that works if, you know, if women want that. Um, and so the question that I want to ask to our listeners is just how do you see yourself in your ideal relationship? Are you in action planning things? And do you want to be the one making decisions and really being respected and appreciated for the, you making the plans and you working out all the details and managing the household? Because some women really like that, especially if they're married to more feminine men that might be artists or musicians 
um, or spiritual healers and they're more in their feminine and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, Or do you want to be really surrendering to romance and allowing your man to treasure your feelings and letting yourself have fun and pleasure and allowing your man to create the structure? So I just want all of the women listening to this to just take a moment and feel into what you really want because I don't believe there's a right or wrong around this. Does that make sense? It does. It does. I'm curious. I'm curious where we go from here. But, you know, as I'm listening, I'm, you know, I'm seeing that this is so true that you both cannot be um, strategizing going two totally separate directions and expect this to work. That's just not going to work. If if you are both strategizing, you have to be going the same direction um, right. in, in it, for sure. You know, I mean, I, I can already see stuff here, so I'm, I'm so curious to keep going with this conversation. We're going to take yeah. a quick break and come right back, and we're going to talk about um, the mesmerizing side of the power of the feminine energy and also some key differences be, between being empowered in your feminine and being subservient. We'll be right back. There's a huge difference between working for God and allowing God to work through us. My latest book, Flow Through Vessel, explains how to master the habit of letting God flow through our lives. When we try to do everything good for God, we quickly fail. But when we learn how to allow God to flow His life and love through us, we find strength for the day. Check out this new Bible study resource at www.marnie.com. That's www.marnie.com. Welcome back. This is Marty. We're talking about love today, especially how to deepen emotional intimacy. And, of course, God is the author of love. Um, His agape love is only available through him, and he wants to pour that through us to other people. Our guest today, Valerie Green, is helping us understand the difference right now between um, our masculine side, our feminine side, and how that relates to how we're relating to our partner. So uh, before we went to break, Valerie, you were talking about, you know, the different the different aspects of the masculine side of each of us and the feminine side of each of us. And where, where is the best place to go next from here? I mean, should we dive into how to harmonize it or what's the best next step for us to talk about? Well, thank you. Um, I think the logical next step, since I am more in my masculine at the moment as I am speaking, um, is to talk about our feelings. And especially since, um, you know, as per the commercial that just got played, a lot of, Spiritual people, um, I see, make the mistake of, you know, sort of repressing our feelings because, you know, we, quote, unquote, should be just being, you know, listening to God and uh, his inner direction for us. And the paradigm shift that I want to make around that is that when we're really open to receiving unconditional love from the source of love, which, you know, I I empower people to connect to whatever source of love they believe in, and we can conceptualize it as God is the source of love. Um, when we really receive that, we can give unconditional love to our feelings. And not just to be able to speak what's on our mind. So I want to sort of talk about the difference between speaking our mind and speaking our heart, if that makes sense. Okay. Because that is, I think, the first way to get into our feminine is to be able to get into our body awareness and into our hearts because that's the place that we're able to receive the guidance for how to be with our feelings with an attitude of curiosity for what it is that we want as opposed to expressing what's on our mind which is usually a judgment like he did this or he didn't do that or I don't want that or I don't like that or I do want that, but you're not necessarily thinking about what, what's in the highest good, right? Because uh, that's yeah. usually what our mind comes in and says, right? So it's the, the practice that I teach around how to get into our feminine is just as simple as really getting into our bodies and literally feeling so what I guide women to do and I can kind of um, do a shortened little practice in the moment is just, first of all, feeling really grounded. 
So feeling, you know, our feet on the floor or, you know, the support of the chair that you're sitting on and noticing the strength of the support and the safety that's here in this moment, you know, that's provided by whatever, um, provided by God. And then to really take really deep breaths into your low belly because that helps to relax the body. And just really allowing your body to be relaxed, knowing that whatever thoughts are in your mind are only half of the story. There's a whole another other half that we're not aware of. I um, love it. And, you know, not that the thoughts are right or wrong. It's like we're transcending the right or wrong paradigm. Um, I like to look at it like, um, you know, say you're both trying to feel an elephant, but you don't know what an elephant looks like. So, one side of the elephant feels like a hose if you're feeling the trunk, and the other side of the elephant feels like a broom if you're feeling the tail. But who's right? You know, it's like you're just both right from your own point of view. So instead of listening to any of the thoughts that are going on in your mind, just put your attention on your breathing, on relaxing your body, and breathing into any places that are tight, and just allowing them to relax a little bit. And then and I'm going through this more quickly since it's an interview, but I have a much sure. longer process that I lead around this, then to really imagine that you can unzip your heart. Like you're literally imagining that you're taking a zipper and unzipping your heart so that your heart has a chance to be open. And from the heart space, you can hear a deeper message, you know, that whatever concept of God that we all have, whatever relationship with God that we all have, speaks to us more through our heart than through our mind. And so in that space, really asking, you know, what is it that you deeply long for? What is it that you want? Because you wouldn't be feeling such a strong feeling if you didn't want something. And so really going into that inquiry and from that open-hearted space, you can listen to the thoughts in your mind, you know, whatever he did or didn't do, and be, you know, treat that part of you like you would treat a little kid who is saying those things. Like you wouldn't make the little kid wrong or, you know, like tell them to shut up. You know, you would say, oh, okay, I hear you. And, you know, just, I hear you. <laughs> that's all you need to say to those thoughts. And, um, you know, a lot of times that's all that your partner needs too when he's saying something that you don't agree with. <laughs> but, um, but really tuning into the deeper needs and desires, is it something like support? Do you desire more support? You know, do you desire more closeness? Do you desire more quality time? Is, is it, you know, something else? What? So what we're looking for is an experience that you want to be having, not just what you want him to do. <laughs> Because telling him what to do is being more in your masculine because the masculine is doing. But experiencing what it is that we want on a feeling level, like what would it feel like to get more support or to get more partnership or to get more closeness or affection or whatever it is that we're wanting to really fill ourselves up with inspiring ourselves with our own desires is the key to inspiring him. Because if we're complaining about what we don't want or what we're not getting, then he's going to hear it as he's failing and kind of be resistant to even hearing it. But if we're able to articulate from a loving place what it is that we want, that's sort of half the picture. (laughs) So that's half of really getting into our feminine is really just honoring our desires and honoring our feelings, if that makes sense. Yeah, so I'm going to take a couple of moments here and just talk about this from a biblical perspective uh, for the listeners because I know you guys that are here um, have a relationship. A lot of you have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. And um, this, is so, this is so exactly how he set it up. He set it up for us to run every sadness, every pain, every emotional trauma, directly to him and there's a there's a saying i like to use that's also you know enforced in the bible a lot that's just in this moment i have everything i need um so in this moment you know you're talking about feeling grounded feeling safe breathing deeply these are ways that you can actually get your 
brain to settle mm-hmm. down and to recognize that no matter how bad this feels right now, no matter how bad this looks for us right now, no matter how hopeless my future looks with this person, whatever it is, uh, settling down enough so that you can actually hear the truth that God's got you. It's, it's, it's okay. In this moment, you're okay to do, to do what that takes. And, you know, I've, I've heard other people too, Valerie, encourage to sit still, sit straight, put your feet on the ground, breathe deeply. And what this does is it flows oxygen, you know, to all of our cells. And it gives us the ability to um, to get enough past the flight or you know fight uh, response to actually mm-hmm. deal with what we're facing. I love that. And then um, to unzip your heart again, you know, it's so scriptural. Jesus says in Revelations, "I'm standing at your heart's door and I'm knocking on that door, and I'm saying to you, can I come in and talk to you about this from my perspective?" God has perfect perspective over all time and he knows exactly what's needed in this situation and he knows how vulnerable you are with this person that you love so much and so to unzip that heart again to go right in and let Jesus come right into your wounded spot with you and then to ask you know what is it that you're really longing for why are you feeling so hurt or upset here and let Jesus talk you through it once again that's taking us to the point where we can get out of the way with our own self-centered, um, oftentimes, like oh, what you said was so true, um, oftentimes we only have half or less than half of the story. Um, and to let God show us that from his perspective, it's such a wonderful, safe place, which is what all girls, <laughs> we just, our feminine side loves safety and security. And then from that loving position, have the ability to communicate out forward. You're talking in terms of you know, a God being just any God, um, and and I can't I, I can't even go there because I know God personally, and of so course. He can't be any God because He's He's a real God. So, um, but but coming to Him through Jesus and using exactly what you're talking about, this is the exact process that's taught in the Bible to come to God through Jesus Christ in just this way. So it's just so cool um, to listen to you talk about it and to to see that this is God's plan for us to is to really have an open heart and and open it up to him and then let him flow his love through us. Just love it so much. Um, let's talk about next then. Um, I guess I, I guess I'm going to ask you where you want to go next. You want to do the harmonize or what do you want to do? Well, no problem. Thank you. And I just want to really honor and validate everything you're saying. Um, and I completely agree with it. Um, the only reason I didn't say it like that is because not all my clients are Christian, so I try to speak to right. everyone first. Um, it's exactly <laughs> what the Bible says, and it's exactly what Jesus says, and that's why it's so universal, I think, because, you know, God and Jesus do speak to us through our heart. And it really is when we can have that sense of receiving the love for everything and not judging any part of ourselves, not judging our desires, like really allowing ourselves to receive the love for every part of us and being led to what am I most deeply longing for underneath. That's the first step. And so the second step that I want to talk about is what it really means to collaborate. Because I think a lot of people have this belief that compromise means uh, one person has to, both people are sort of giving up what they're most deeply longing for and getting part of it and you're sort of settling. Um, And so I want to talk about the paradigm shift of collaboration because that's also a a really big part of being feminine. The masculine energy is more competitive and that's a good thing. I mean, we play sports, you know, we like want to beat what we did yesterday. I mean, that's a healthy part of us, but it's a more masculine part. And so collaboration is more of a feminine energy where we're really tuning into what do I most deeply long for. And once we get that clarity, then we can also put our attention on what is my partner most deeply long for. And to realize that those things are not in conflict with each other. A lot of times we think, oh, it's an either or, like, Either, you know, let's say I'll take the really easy, I mean, not easy, but like classic example of uh, two people having different standards of cleanliness, right? Because that happens a lot in marriages. 
you know, let's say I really like the place really clean and he likes to, he doesn't care as much or he leaves his socks on the floor, he doesn't do his chores or whatever. So harmonizing the differences between men and women because we do have different core vulnerabilities. Um, so I guess I'll mention that first. One of the biggest differences between men and women, and this is found in the research um, I can share a wonderful book that goes into all of this if you want me to. But um, in general, women women's biggest fear is that we're not loved or that we're going to be deprived of what we need or that we're not safe or protected. That's usually women's deepest vulnerability. And men's deepest vulnerability is usually that he is going to be a failure, that he's not good enough, that he's inadequate. And obviously, we all have those vulnerabilities, both men and women, but men are more sensitive when we tell him a criticism or, or tell him what to do. Um, they're more sensitive to hearing, I'm failing, or I'm doing it wrong, or they feel mothered, or they feel controlled, and they'll kind of dig their heels in and resist doing what we want them to do because they don't want to hear that message that they're doing it wrong. And so men are just very sensitive to that. Obviously women are too. I don't want to say, I don't want to make blanket statements, but in general, this is just something that men are more sensitive to. Like if, if my partner came up to me and said, you know, you, you didn't clean the bathroom, I would be like, oh, you're right. Okay, I'll go do it. Um, or it doesn't work for me now. Can I do it, you know, later? Is that okay? Great. But if I go to him and say, you didn't clean the bathroom, he's going to be resisting feeling this inherent urge to, like, get defensive because he doesn't want to hear that he's doing it wrong. And so anything that we say that even implies that he's doing it wrong is going to make him, is going to push him away and make him not even want to clean the bathroom and maybe he'll do it anyway, but kind of begrudgingly. So how to harmonize that in a more feminine way is to be collaborative. And this is why it comes after the process that we just did, which is feeling our feelings and really mesmerizing ourselves with our feelings, like allowing ourselves to just experience and take in the unconditional love for our feelings and our desires and allowing Jesus to lead us to a deeper clarity with that. Um, And then that's why that's the first step because the second step then is to come from a more collaborative perspective, which is to say, I have longings and needs. He has longings and needs. What are his? So for that example of not cleaning the bathroom, men are also very single focused. So, women are naturally better multitaskers in general. So if he's not cleaning the bathroom, it's because there's something else he's doing that's just a bigger priority in the moment. So learning how to get into his world and realize that he's in the middle of doing something that's, you know, a bigger priority in the moment and having an appreciation for that is is the way to avoid making him wrong for not doing it. You know, so just kind of getting into his perspective. And this is also something that we can ask God, who has a higher perspective, to show us where is he coming from before we even have the conversation. So it's this way of kind of getting out of our monocular vision where we're just looking at ourselves to having binocular vision where we're able to hold both realities at once. And then we can be curious and ask him, like, you know, what, what is the positive intention of what he's doing right now? And, and really honor it and validate it. So, like, if he didn't clean the bathroom, whatever, I might just approach him and just get curious about what is he doing and why is it important and make sure to, like, appreciate him for what he is doing. It's like that's the context in which everything can take place so that he's open to hearing what's going on for us, if that makes sense. So yeah, so define a little bit better the word collaborative because um, that that sounds like um, that sounds like a part. I don't know the the cleaning the cleaning illustration is good and I get it, but it doesn't sound like collaboration to me. Yeah, well, I mean that's I'm sort of talking about the context in which collaboration occurs, which is saying okay. like I I have my own perspective and he has his own perspective and how can we have 
what I long for and what he longs for and collaborate on having both. So um, I'll go a little bit deeper into the distinction that I teach around this, which is the difference between my desire and my strategy to have that desire met and then his desire and his strategy to have that desire met. So my so that's why it's so important to go deeper with our desires because of course we all want our bathroom to be clean, right? But why is that important to us? We're looking to have an experience, right? We're looking to go in there and feel relaxed and, you know, comfortable and that there's order and beauty and that you feel, you know, like you can breathe in your surroundings, that you're not, like, looking at it and feeling gross or uncomfortable. So it's like that's the experience that you're looking to have, right? And the bathroom being clean is a strategy to get that. And what's the experience that he's looking to have? That's what you need to get curious about. Let's say he's focusing on an important work project and, you know, he, he's looking to succeed in that. Or let's say, you know, whatever it is that he's prioritizing at the moment, or let's say he's looking to have more spontaneity around when he does it, or he's looking to have more choice around what he prioritizes instead of just having you tell him to do it at a specific time, whatever those things are. So, I mean, is being successful at a work project or having choice or having spontaneity, does that conflict with my desire to go into the bathroom and feel relaxed and comfortable and not gross if you look at it from drilling down to what you're really looking for all those things don't inherently conflict it's just the strategy that i have of him doing his chore now and the strategy that he has of him doing something else now that are conflicting but not the deeper needs those deeper Mm. desires don't conflict and so if i'm approaching it from that standpoint i might go up to him and i might say something like you know I just went into the bathroom and felt really gross. <laughs> I want to know how we can, you know, solve this together. And we can have a conversation where I really get into his world and, you know, he might tell me how he wants to be reminded instead of me nagging him because maybe he doesn't notice. Or he might tell me how he wants to handle it. And then it's about me trusting that, you know, if I see him as being capable of handling and he's more likely to do it than if I'm not trusting him, that which is a whole other thing. Or maybe we have a conversation where he realizes that it's just not authentic for him to do the chores, but we can come up with another strategy of me having the bathroom clean. So maybe that's him paying for a cleaning person. Maybe it's him doing other things for me, like giving me massages or, or something else that will make me feel okay with doing more chores otherwise or, or having him do something else for me that saves me time so that I'll be okay doing it. So that's what collaboration means is that you're both, you're not sacrificing what you want, which is the experience that you have when the bathroom is clean. The bathroom being clean is just a strategy, if that makes sense. And he's not experiencing what, he's not giving up what he wants, which is, whatever it is that we're curious about that's underneath him not doing it. But in the end, I love the distinction here. Yeah. Yeah. I love the distinction between um, collaborating on the strategy versus collaborating on the experience. Because honestly, uh, you know, I talk about loneliness sometimes and, no one else in the whole world can experience your loneliness. Nobody can experience your experiences. Actually, you are it. You're, you're it. Jesus can be there with you, but you are, it's just you and God <laughs> going through yep. it the way you're going through it. Yeah. No matter how hard somebody else tries, they can't experience what you're experiencing. They can only imagine what it would be like to be you going through it. And so when you put the weight of that on a relationship where I'm supposed to experience Experience what he's experiencing. I can't. I, I simply can't. But what I can do is I can honor his experience, honor his desires, mm-hmm. and then we can collaborate on the strategy of how to go about meeting them. Am I summar- am I summarizing this okay? Yeah, exactly. Because you know what most people do is they tell the other person what to do, 
And then the other person feels controlled, and especially men hate being controlled. And, of course, a lot of women do too, but I'm just <laughs> pointing out men. Sure. Um, and versus really approaching it with this attitude of let's come up with a strategy together so it works for both of us. You know, here's what I want, here's what you want. But what we want is never in conflict when we drill down deep enough. Unless there's, I mean, there's a few situations that are real deal breakers where both people want completely different things, like if one person wants monogamy and the other one doesn't. That's a little bit more complicated. Um, But with strategies to manage a lot of the other conflicts that couples get into, like cleanliness, like parenting styles, like, you know, money, um, you know, when you choose to kids, whether you're going to live a certain lifestyle, there's a lot of different conflicts that couples get in that can be solved in a more collaborative way like this. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, this is Marnie Sledberg. We're visiting today with Coach Valerie Green of CoachValerieGreen.com. We're going to come back and talk about um, step number three in uh, developing intimacy with your partner. We'll be right back. Do you ever need a guest speaker? Or maybe you're a speaker who's available to go. Check out womenspeakers.com, the largest online directory of Christian women speakers in the world since 2002. Connecting thousands of planners with over 1,300 speakers, speakers are available to you from every state, denomination, experience level, and fee range. You simply search when you have time, anytime, day or night, and connect directly with the speakers that interest you. No middlemen, no hidden fees. It's all simple, easy, enjoyable, and online. Check it out today at womenspeakers.com. That's www.womenspeakers.com. Women's ministry leaders across America rely on womensevents.info to find the major Christian women's events coming to their area. Womensevents.info is the only online directory of its kind featuring all the upcoming major Christian women's events. You are invited to search for events coming near you or to add your own major Christian women's events. Everything's easy and accessible over at womensevents.info. That's www.womensevents.info. Welcome back. We're talking today about deepening emotional intimacy with our guest, Valerie Green. Valerie, thank you so much for being here. And we want to go ahead now, and we've talked about opening our hearts to what's really (laughs) inside of us. And then um, we've talked a little bit about collaboration. So what's next? Well, thank you. Um, So, yeah, we can now talk about how to harmonize these differences between men and women and there's a few things that I want to talk about, and it all does lead into teaching um, what I call the manifest lasting love conversation, which is a main way to harmonize the differences between men and women. So um, I'm going to speak a little bit about, first of all, I think a, a key difference between men and women, and I'll, I'll speak about more of them when I speak about the steps, but a key difference is the way that men and women relate to feelings. And, you know, of course, these are generalities again, but women can usually feel their emotions, talk about them, and think at the same time. And (laughs) men's brains are a little bit more compartmentalized. So what that means is that they can usually only feel something really deeply or think rationally or articulate it really well, but not all at the same time, (laughs) Um, at least when they're feeling something really strongly. Um, So they actually have to pull away and have time to process before they're ready to talk. So women see men pulling away and think that they don't care or that they don't want to speak to you or that they don't want to open up, but really he's pulling away because he does care, and he's processing his thoughts and feelings so that he can share them when he's ready. Um, Mm. So... I mean, a lot of this leads to men feeling misunderstood and disrespected for their way of doing things. So the solution to that is just to really understand how to express your feelings to a man so that he can hear them because feelings and emotions are one of the key 
ways that men are brought into their hearts. And if you think about it, where do men really have the chance to fully feel their feelings outside of a romantic relationship? Um, you know, maybe with the other family members they can. But when men hang out with each other, they don't usually talk about their feelings, right? Like, you know, like women do. And at work, men don't usually have a chance to feel their feelings. They're focused on accomplishing things. So when a woman expresses her feelings in a vulnerable way and in the way that we just described, where she's inspired by, you know, the clarity of the message of her heart and the message that Jesus has given her about what she's deeply longing for, if you can express it to a man in a vulnerable, inspiring way, what that does is it really brings him into his heart. So, that's what he needs in order to even be able to consider what he's feeling for you. And like I said, most of the time women are not their feelings. So if you're going on just expressing your thoughts, and of course there's nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, there's nothing wrong with any of this. We can express our thoughts and, you know, there's the, I think that's the main difference between being in our feminine in a subservient way versus an empowered way is recognizing that we do have the freedom to express our authenticity and, and whatever God directs us to do. Um, and we can do it in a feminine way. So the feminine way to express ourselves is by sharing our feelings and sharing our desires instead of telling him what we think or telling him what he should do. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so, um, the when we are able to express our feelings in an inspiring way and then be receptive and allow ourselves to receive what he is giving us and appreciate it and then share our desires and feelings in an inspiring way. So those are the four sort of keys that I'm talking about, about being in our feminine. You know, I'll repeat them again. So number one is sharing our feelings in an inspiring way. And number two is really learning how to um, understand, like, the differences between men and women and just, like, share with him in a way that's not making him wrong or telling him what to do, but really just sharing our feelings. And then being receptive to whatever he is giving you on an ongoing basis and appreciating it. So those are the four things, you know, the four keys that I feel are most important to being in our feminine. What that does to a man is it just allows him to be more in his masculine and want to provide things for us. Because men don't necessarily want to do things just to do them. They want to provide something. And so what happens is that uh, if you share your feelings in a way, in an inspiring way, instead of a critical way, he starts to cherish you for who you are instead of what you're doing. And that also allows him to feel good about himself because he realizes he can provide things for you and wants to give you more support and wants to really give you what you're most deeply longing for, you know, as long as it works for him too. And then once you're able to receive what he's giving and appreciate it, that pumps him up to do even more because when he feels like he can make you happy, then he really wants to. So that really allows women to, you know, receive more support and to be pleased instead of trying to earn love and do things for him, which is what we try to do when we're in our masculine. And really, well, and I think our culture, I think our culture has put us a lot in positions um, that are more masculine and that are drawing on that. And, and other people from the external are saying, Oh, great job, great job. And so I think that this, this training is so important because we forget that, um, you know, the way to his heart in the beginning was by being um, being feminine. And he misses that when we aren't that. Exactly, yeah. And he doesn't even necessarily know he misses it. He just feels that there's something right. off. Right. And I don't think you that know, we know that. Not... Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, so we've talked about you know, three of really... the five here. Okay. And, you know, we've <laughs> talked about opening, that's okay. We've talked about opening our hearts and collaborate, collaborating 
And then the next one was harmonizing, which I really like that, the step from collaborating to harmonizing. And I, I recognize both are necessary, but there's such a different feel to mm-hmm. harmony than there is to collaboration. <laughs> and it yeah, feels so much, you know, more intimate. It does, just even the word. So what, mm-hmm. what is the fourth one then? Yeah, so, I mean, I'll share um, a process that I teach that I call the manifest lasting love conversation and it's a key way of harmonizing the differences between men and women because when you share your feelings um one of the one of my teachers likes to say that um men's emotions are like women's sexuality you can't be too direct too quickly and so a lot of times when we share our feelings he feels a little blindsided because it's like he's not in the space for that yet um if it's something more challenging, I mean, he's usually always open to us sharing our, our positive feelings. But if it's something more challenging where we're not getting something that we want and we want to share our feelings about it, there's a way to harmonize the differences between men and women and set him up for success. And I call that the man lasting love conversation. And I am actually, um, I created a whole webinar where I teach women about this that I'll speak about um, at the end, which is on my webpage, but I'm happy to give the steps now um, in, you know, the shorter version of it so you can really see what I mean. Would you like that? Sure. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, so the first step um, is to really make sure that you're sharing your positive feelings every day. And it, it doesn't matter how small it is. You know, we think that he doesn't need to be appreciated for the things he's supposed to do, like, you know, if he just, like, does put his clothes away or if he does, you know, get up for work in the morning or if he does do something he said he would, just making sure to appreciate him for that and also sharing our positive feelings because remember feelings, like, anytime you even say the word feeling or I feel, it brings him into his feelings for you. So if I say I feel so, you know, like, like last this morning I appreciated my partner because he helped me prepare for the webinar last night. So I let him know how I was feeling, not just thank you for helping me, but, you know, I I said something like, wow, you know, I feel so confident and prepared now because you helped me. And that really makes a big difference for me. Thank you. And so he gets to feel the impact, the positive impact that what he did had on me. And so that's the key skill that we can do on a daily basis to put him in the space to be able to even hear our more challenging feelings because then he's less likely to hear I'm failing just when we say I I feel sad or I feel scared or something. Because if it's not already in the context of us sharing our positive feelings on a regular basis, he's more likely to hear I'm failing, even if we're just saying I'm scared because then he's going to hear, oh, I'm failing at being your protector, you know, (laughs) Um, if that makes sense. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's step one. And step two is to ask if it's a good time to talk if we're going to share something a little bit more involved. I mean, obviously, if if we just have a simple request or we're sharing something simple, you know, that's okay. But because men are single-focused, he's going to feel blindsided if you share your feelings without the right context. So it's really great to, first of all, just share your positive intention. Say something like, hey, I'd like to talk about something – that's bothering me so that we can feel more connected afterwards or so we can work through it together. So do you see how I'm sort of setting the context so that, Mm -hmm. you know, then no, if you do share something that you're upset about, he's, he's going to see it in the context of, Oh, this is good because it'll help us solve it rather than just starting right into it with our feelings. Um, And if it's not a good time, then, you know, to ask him when is a good time so that, you know, and not to be like, we have to talk, you know, because that's obviously about having a positive intention. Um, But really setting up the conversation because that's what men need. They really need that context for whatever it is that you're doing. It's like if he sees it as, oh, okay, we're going to have this conversation so that she can feel better, he's more likely to want to have it because he knows where it's headed, you know, because he can see the direction because that's more masculine. Um, And then here's the key, which is step three, which is really sharing our feelings and our desires. So we're not telling him what to do. We're not 
making him wrong. We're not pointing out anything about him. So, like, even if, let's say, he said, like, let's say he said he would call uh, on his way home from work and uh, he didn't because he was late and he didn't call. So I would say something like, when I was sitting around waiting, I felt scared. So I'm just talking about my experience. I wouldn't say, when you didn't call, when you said you would, I felt scared. Because then, even just by me saying it about him, it puts him on the defensive. So I'm just talking about my experience so that he's invited into this deeper, into me see, if that makes sense. I really love how you say that word, into me see, intimacy. And I've never heard that before. It's just such a great, because that's what we all want, Valerie. We all want somebody to truly just see what we need, you know, right? And and help us, you know, come come alongside. And, and that's what we want to do for others, especially as women. I think our feminine side, we have a lot of desire to help other people mm-hmm. and we want to see what they truly, we don't, we don't really want to just do it for the sake of, you know, making soup for someone who's sick. That's great. But, but we really want to, we really want to hit the nail on the head and get, get to their heart of what they really needed. They needed to feel loved and that someone cared that they were sick. And, and I, I mm-hmm. love how you're teaching us to do this um, in a specific way like that. And our time is coming to an end. So what is number four then? Well, yeah, I'll just go a little bit deeper into three because it's not like we can't say what we want. That's where a lot of women misunderstand this. Uh, You know, it's not like we're not saying what we want. But if I'm saying, you know, I was lonely or I was scared when I was, you know, waiting by the phone and, and, and I didn't receive a call, right, so you're not mentioning him, I'd like to feel more trust or I'd like to feel more, you know, um. Like, we can work this out differently next time. So you're sharing, you would pay to also share your desires, but you see how you're saying what it is that you want. You're not telling him what to do. So that's a really key to having a man not be put on the defensive and be able to be curious about what's going on for us. And then you, he, you can allow him to ask you deeper questions to get into you and what it is that you really want and just really allow him to get into your experience. So that's, the, the sort of meat and potatoes of the five steps. And this is where, of course, there's a lot more teaching that I do in the webinar and also in my programs about how to really have that deeper intimacy and share what's going on inside you. And then step four is to ask what he thinks. Because we don't want to ask what he's feeling because a lot of men don't really know how to speak about their feelings. But if you ask him what he thinks or what he wants to do about it, that's putting the ball in his court and letting him be in the masculine because men want to solve problems. So if you really guess what's going on for you and you say you want to solve it, he'll want to come up with solutions. And, you know, that's a way to let him take leadership. And, of course, if he tries to talk you out of your feelings or say there's something wrong with you, then, of course, I also, you know, this is the point at which I would say you can get curious about what he's, what's going on for him. And this is also how being feminine is not being subservient. You're not letting him tell you what to do if it doesn't work for you. You can get curious about like, oh, okay, well, what's going on for you that you said that? And again, sharing our feelings. Like if he says, no, you shouldn't feel that way, then I could be like, okay, well, I do feel that way. <laughs> and right, what's going on for right. you that you're saying that? You know, so you're just getting curious right. about what's going on for him and that you're holding this intention of working it out together of collaborating of harmonizing what he needs and what you need um and so that's sort of the the other meat and potatoes and i have a whole flow chart that i teach about how to have a conversation Mm. where you're getting to the essence of what you need and the essence of what he needs and coming up with a win-win solution which you know is probably simpler when it comes to uh having him call you when he's coming home and it's more complicated when it comes to things like the budget or parenting styles you know so that's what the flow chart is for (laughs) but um but anyway step four is just getting into his world and asking him what's going on for him and we don't necessarily want to ask him his feelings but we want to ask him his thoughts 
his opinions, you know, what's going on for him when he hears what you said, uh, and what does he want? And then you're saying, okay, well, how can we get what you want and what I want? So that's the collaborative part. And then step five is making sure to appreciate him for whatever you received in this conversation because that's a major part about how to harmonize the differences between men and women is that when we allow ourselves to receive anything, like even if we didn't get what we wanted, and of course we can allow God to teach us how to trust that we still will in the future um, or whatever we're meant to get. But we did receive something, even if he just showed up. It's like, thank you for showing up. It really means a lot to me that you were willing to talk. And I trust that we'll work through this next time. But whatever it is that we're allowing ourselves to receive is what inspires him to keep doing it. Because if he trusts that he just provided something for you, then he'll be willing to do it again, even if it wasn't. He'll learn that. He'll really learn because he'll see that it provided something for you that it'll make him more likely to want to talk to you about this next time. So yeah, I mean, the, the, ongoing, the ongoing training is so important because this is such a big, it's such a big issue and it just can't be fixed all in, you know, 60 minutes. You can't share everything, you know. So, um, Valerie, actually, we're just about at the end of time here, but if people go over to your website, which is Coach Valerie green.com and Valerie is B-A-L-E-R-I-E and green is G-R-E-E-N-E.com. What are they going to find over there, Valerie? Yeah, thanks. And it's coachvaleriegreen.com because there's another valeriegreen.com who's a stroke survivor who's also a great teacher. But (laughs) so mine's Coach Valerie Green. And um, so I I have a lot of great resources on my website. The first thing you'll see is I have a free video training, three steps to stop fighting and start connecting. And that's really fun where I just share how to transform an argument into a deeper conversation. Um, so that's the first thing you'll see. And then if you go up to the little tab, there's one called Upcoming Webinar. And I am actually, I know that this interview is going to be recorded. Um, on the day that I'm doing it, I am teaching a webinar. So if you click on that, you can register. But I'll be doing it every month. So if you go to the Upcoming Webinar tab, the webinar is, going more in depth into the manifest lasting love conversation. And I'm going to really go more in depth around all the concepts that I shared in this interview and how to really harmonize the differences between men and women. And I'll be talking more about all the steps in my system that can really inspire deeper emotional intimacy and love and passion in the long term. So I encourage people to check out the upcoming webinar tab because I'll put a, replay of it up there and I'll also have a registration link for the next one so those are some great free resources for all the listeners out there awesome well this hour has flown by and you've shared such great content here I know um, sometimes you just get going along and either you didn't know something or you forgot that you knew it or life just got in the way you're not doing doing it anymore and I think all of this stuff that you're sharing is so important to our relationships and having an intimate relationship with each other is one of the things that all all of us long for our our guys long for it we long for it and what you shared is really helpful thank you so much for being here today Valerie well thank you so much for being engaged and doing what you do And thank you, listeners, for being here, whether you're listening live today or you are listening to something on one of the um, uh, syndicated stations or to the replay later. Uh, Thank you for being here. I love having you. I hope you'll go visit Valerie over at the website, coachvaleriegreen.com, and also that you'll visit over at marty.com and look forward to seeing you when I see you again, either here, there, in the air. Talk to you soon. Have a great day. Bye-bye.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.